Good morning, Brisbane. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, friends. Hope you're doing well. Hope this day is treating you fantastically so far. Today, what we're going to talk about is a vegan and vegetarian diets, but specifically meeting your needs on a vegan and vegetarian diet. Okay, this was a viewer request. Okay, a listener actually recommended that I talk about this, and I think it's a really important thing that we talk about. Okay, I actually think it's very crucial because I see, you know, vegan clients, vegetarian clients. I know that listeners and viewers of my content are vegans and vegetarians. Okay. We all have different diet styles we follow. So it would be a miss of me to not talk about this and just talk about general eating when we can actually focus on the specifics around vegan vegetarian diets. Now, those of you that are listening to this and are vegan and vegetarian, you obviously know what your diet is. And you're probably the ones to be listening to this most likely. But for the purposes of making sure we completed everything, I will now just give a quick definition of both. And for the purposes of this podcast and what we're going to talk about, I'm actually just going to talk about vegetarians as a whole. I'm not going to worry about the specific differences in the types of vegetarians because there's ones, you know, that only eat fish, only eat eggs. You know, there's different ones like that. I'm just going to collectively talk about vegetarians as a whole just to keep a bit more easy and streamlined and simple. So vegans. Vegans are uh, people that avoid all animal products or foods that contain any animal products or derivatives of animal products, if that makes sense. I talked about, I think that was a long-winded way to explain it, but essentially no animal stuff in that food, okay? That is vegan, obviously. Everyone knows that. Vegetarian is where they perhaps are still consuming animal-based products like eggs and dairy and things, you know, like honey and things like that that are derived from animals, but they don't consume animal meat, generally speaking, okay? And like I said, there's some that consume, for example, fish meat and things like that. But for the purpose of this, we're going to talk about as in general, a very basic term for the vegetarian that they don't consume any animal flesh, but they can consume dairy and eggs and animal-based derivatives. Okay, so with those definitions kind of, you know, crossed off, okay, we know now what, what we're talking about. Let's get into the important stuff, okay? The stuff that you've actually clicked to listen to today. Let's answer the question. Are vegan and vegetarian diets healthy? Because this is at the end of the day what we kind of get to, okay? People wonder, is it healthier? Is it healthy or is it unhealthy? And we have people on different sides of the spectrum for this. People that believe that, no, you cannot consume a vegan vegetarian diet. You're missing out on all the nutrients and you're not going to be healthy. And then we have the other side where it's like, unless you're consuming vegan or vegetarian, you are unhealthy, okay? You have to consume just plant-based foods and all that kind of stuff. And then we have in between, you know, the more kind of neutral position people. And they're like, you know, you can eat a bit of this, bit of that. And to be honest, that's where I lie. I lie in that at the end of the day, you choose what you want to eat. And there's always a way to make it healthier within reason. By within reason, what I mean is things like the carnivore diet is bullshit. Don't, eat the, don't do the carnivore diet if you can avoid it, as in kind of completely just eating meat. And if you've been swayed to believe that that's what you need to do, please you know, have a chat to me. Send me a message on Instagram. Let's chat about it. But really, it's a potential disastrous thing for your health and gut health going forward. But for example, if you, if you consume meat, you can still be healthy. If you're consuming enough plants and you know, enough fiber and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to remember, it comes down to balance. Okay, How balanced is it? You know? That is how you answer whether a vegan diet or vegetarian diet is healthy or not. How balanced is your particular vegan or vegetarian diet? And that's what we're going to delve into today and actually talk about what considerations you have to make. But then not only that, I want to actually talk about the specifics of then what do you actually have to do to avoid that or to kind of offset any issues that may arise from that, okay? 
So let's get into it. Let's talk about what nutrients you may be actually missing out on if you're following a vegan vegetarian diet. Number one, B12. B12, if you're vegetarian, generally speaking, you're gonna be fine, okay? If you're vegetarian, you consume some animal foods like dairy and stuff like that, you would generally be fine for vitamin B12 because vitamin B12 is only found in animal-based foods unless it's supplemented, and I'll talk about that later on. So if you're following a vegan diet, a complete true vegan diet, you will be completely lacking in B12, which means you will need to have other considerations, which I will talk about in a sec. Number two, iron. Iron has been shown to be a potential deficiency in people that follow vegan vegetarian diets, especially if it's not a balanced diet, especially if they're not eating um, you know, a proper, proper diet, basically, a diet that's well-balanced and actually considers all these nutritional needs. Because iron is very rich, comparatively, of course, in animal-based foods like meats and stuff like that, red meats in particular, because generally, well, no, pretty much, all vegans, vegetarians are going to be avoiding those kind of foods, you're going to be lacking in potential iron. Now, you can get iron from other sources. I'll talk about that later. But keep in mind that iron is one of the ones that are a risk factor of being lower or even deficient in certain individuals. The next one is zinc. Now, zinc is an interesting one because, yes, you are predisposed to having low levels if you're vegan or vegetarian. But you can also find them in abundance in other foods that are actually not animal-based. But still the case kind of lies that a lot of the zinc that we get in our diet is from animal-based foods, especially meats. And therefore, you have to be considering, are you consuming enough zinc? Okay, so the next one is calcium. Okay, and this one's obvious. Most of our calcium in kind of most of our calcium intake comes from dairy, okay? We know this. But there are obviously fortified foods and there are other foods that also contain calcium. But the, 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 um, the truth is that calcium is abundant in dairy, whereas it's not abundant in the others as much. So therefore, if you're not consuming dairy, so for example, vegetarians that consume dairy are, can be fine in this regard, but vegans may not, okay? So that's something to consider. Whereas if you're fortifying your foods or consuming the right types of foods, you can actually... You can actually avoid this, but I'll talk about that soon. Then we got vitamin D. Now, vitamin D I've put in here, but to be honest, vitamin D from food is very minimal, and it's not really the main place we get vitamin D, and you'd be surprised how many people are actually deficient in vitamin D. I myself am low in vitamin D. I take vitamin D supplements because I generally am indoors. I have that kind of job, and I don't, you know, I obviously kind of exercise some protection here living in Australia, of course. We don't want to get burnt. So my vitamin Ds are on the lower side and a lot of people's are too. So you want to maybe get that checked up and make sure that that is saying that is or is not happening with you. But vitamin D from food, you know, salmon, eggs, things like that, some dairy fortified sources, they're going to obviously be lacking, generally speaking, in vegan and vegetarian diets. And because of that, you're predisposed to having low iron D levels even more if you're following one of these diets. And then finally, the omega-3s, okay? Omega-3s are essential fatty acids, so we don't produce them in the body. We have to grab them from our food supply. Now, there are plant-based foods that do contain omega-3s, but they're not the type of form that we can readily kind of use. So we have to kind of convert it and do this and that, and I'm not going to go into the nitty-gritty of that crap. But basically, you won't be getting a good solid supply of omega-3s on a vegan vegetarian diet, generally speaking. So unless you're supplementing, which would go against, you know, vegan, obviously, and it would go against some vegetarians, you'll be missing out on omega-3s. So that's something to consider. Now, before we go into how to meet all these needs, what I want to touch upon is something that's very important that comes about when we're talking about vegan and vegetarian diets. 
and that's the macronutrient considerations. Now, being obviously someone that coaches people using macronutrition, it's probably very important that I actually talk about this part of it. So adequate protein, can you consume enough protein on a vegan or vegetarian diet? The answer is simple. Yes, of course you fucking can. But you have to be strategic, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to be mindful. Because it's not as easy when you're on a vegan or vegetarian diet, especially on a vegan diet. One, you're not consuming foods that are traditionally very high in protein, like meats and that sort of thing. Two, you're consuming more plant-based foods, which we're talking about more fiber, more filling foods, you're less likely to want to eat, so reaching your protein requirements is harder, okay? Go, go and try and hit your protein needs for eating legumes and things like that, and you'll see what I mean. Okay, and third of all, people that follow vegan vegetable diets tend to kind of focus on the plant-based element of it and forget that they need to consider protein. This is obviously not everyone, but it's a trend that I do see with people that are new to the vegan and vegetarian diet kind of thing. So it's something to consider for yourself. Now, I'll talk about what we talk about complementary proteins in a sec, but I just want to kind of quickly go through the sources of protein as well as the specific sources on a vegan and vegetarian diet. So obviously we've got the, the animal-based sources of protein, meats and that sort of thing. I don't even have to talk about those. Then obviously a vegetarian diet, you can consume eggs, dairy, and obviously the other vegan sources, so tofu, legumes, quinoa, tempura, soy, and corn. You know, the corn kind of things you can buy in store, the Q-U-O-R-N, the mycoprotein basically that's in it. Now, mycoprotein's actually been shown in recent research to potentially be a very effective way to get protein in. Okay. I think they compared it to eggs, but I'd have to look at the research in more depth for to be able to clarify that. But yeah, it's definitely a source of proteins you can consider, the microprotein in corn-based foods. Not corn as in that yellow vegetable, okay? I'm talking about corn in a different way. Q-U-O-R-N, search it up. So there your source, and a vegan obviously is any of those excluding eggs and dairy and animal-based sources. Okay, so now we've got kind of the idea of where protein comes from in a vegan or vegetarian diet. Sorry, I just gotta get a drink of water before my mouth goes dry. So now we're gonna to touch upon is what the notion of complementary proteins is, okay? Perhaps you've heard of it, okay? You're listening to this right now, you're driving your car to work or home, wherever. You're like, yeah, I've heard of complementary proteins. Or you're thinking, what the fuck are complementary proteins? Either way, after this, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So complementary proteins, okay, let's look at what protein is. Protein is made up of amino acids okay essential amino acids essential mean we have to get it from the food supply there are 20 essential amino acids and foods will have a combination of these 20 amino acids but the thing is most vegan and vegetarian sources of protein excluding animal-based ones like eggs and dairy are going to not have complete bases of amino acids so they're going to miss be missing one of those or two of those or three of those amino acids basically so what complementary proteins mean is you have to combine certain foods. Now, it doesn't have to be in one meal, okay? A lot of people think, oh, do I have to do in one meal? No, not necessarily. But you have to have a combination of these amino acids in your daily intake so you can kind of fill in the gaps and actually get enough of the good quality muscle building, repairing, recovery proteins needed so you can actually effectively live. It's as simple as that, okay? Complementary proteins is basically combining different protein sources so that you can have an overall complete protein profile, which you'll be missing out on if you don't eat any animal. Sorry, if you don't eat any animal foods, but if you're on a vegetarian diet and you do eat animal foods like eggs and cheese and yogurt and dairy and all that sort of thing, you'll generally be okay. 
because you will be getting that complete base protein in your diet. So you just have to focus on having adequate protein. But if you're on a vegan diet, complementary protein and proteins become very, very freaking important, okay? Because you will not be getting the right combination of proteins if you're not considering this. You can't just go vegan, eat plant-based foods and just eat the same plant-based foods and not consider this. Your protein will be lacking. You will not get the same results that you were hoping for if this is the case, okay? Now I'm gonna give you actually some combinations of complementary proteins and actually give you some little ideas so you can actually walk away from this podcast or get home right now after this podcast and make yourself a nice, balanced, complementary protein meal. I hate saying that word complimentary over and over again. So some combinations, we're talking lentils or legumes, okay, with some kind of grain of some sort, okay? So for example, you can have some grainy toast and add baked beans to it, classic example. Okay, then you can kind of combine, you know, dairy obviously and legumes and lentils because dairy being the complete protein will be fine. You can combine dairy foods with the, uh, with grain foods, okay? Basically, you can buy dairy with anything or, or eggs with anything and you'll actually give yourself a complete protein profile because it's animal-based foods. But also, you can combine lentils and legumes with nuts or seeds. So nuts and seeds aren't traditionally, I don't consider them, in my opinion, to be a true protein source because they're more of a fat source, a healthy fat source, but they do still have some proteins. And by combining them with legumes and lentils, you can actually give yourself a more complementary base to work on. So example meals and snacks to enable yourself to get complementary proteins, okay? We're talking about like peanut butter sandwiches, okay? We're talking about hummus on crackers or hummus on bread, things like that. Veggie patties, you know, like the corn veggie patties and things like that on a roll of bread, therefore you have a complementary protein right there. Macaroni and cheese, okay? You can, you can have grilled che- sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches, as you can see, it's very easy when you know the basics of where you're getting your protein from and what complementary proteins you need to combine in terms of what you actually will create and eat. You just have to combine it and be creative. You know, Cereal and milk, perfect example. You know, Yogurt and nuts and muesli, things like that. Okay, beans on toast, like I mentioned before. Soup with some bread to dip. There you go, like a lentil soup and some bread to dip. You, it, the options are plentiful, okay? That's the point here. Yes, you can freaking be healthy on a vegan and vegetarian diet. Yes, you can get enough protein on a vegan and vegetarian diet. No, you will not be missing out on nutrition if you consider all the factors, all the nutritional considerations that I've talked about and consider balancing out your nutrition and being proactive in actually keeping your nutrition balanced. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to be vegetarian and vegan for the sake of health and just not even care and I'm just gonna eat plants, cut out all the meats and just eat what's left over. No, you have to think about it more broadly. That's where like working with a dietitian can help, okay? I've helped clients. I've got a client right now, a, um, a good friend of mine, who's seen me and he's actually on a, like a vegan diet. I'm helping him through that. He's getting the help that he needs. He's getting that accountability and he knows exactly what he needs to do and still maintaining that style of diet that he's actually eating. So don't shy away from getting help if you need to with this. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna finish up, we're talking about how you can actually then meet your needs. Now some of these strategies you're gonna actually have to extrapolate and see if it actually fits in with your lifestyle and your situation, but then nonetheless strategies that can be effective for, for some people. So just pick and choose which ones suit you. So number one, consider supplementing with omega freeze. If you don't eat much fish, consider supplementing with omega freeze. okay? That's number one. If you're vegan, you have to supplement with B12 or you will get pernicious anemia, okay? You will get health issues related to that if you don't get B12 in your diet. And that does not mean you, you don't have to do vegan nutrition. You can still be vegan 
just supplement with B12. The next thing is for zinc, if you're missing out on zinc and you've actually checked with your doctor and they found that you're deficient in zinc or you're having all the characteristic symptoms of zinc deficiency, consider making sure you're adding whole grains to your diet, adding legumes to your diet, adding nuts to your diet, things that are gonna be still rich in, in zinc so you can actually then compensate for the fact you're not getting it from you know meats and those sort of foods and then if you're still deficient or if you're not sure or if you're worried, you can always consider a zinc supplement, especially if you're an active individual. So yeah, zinc supplementation might be something for you to consider, but try and get it from food first as always. Then iron. Okay, so I, I said I'll talk about iron because this one's an important one. Other than obviously supplementation where you get most of your iron if you're deficient or on a vegan or vegetarian diet, you can get iron from plant-based foods, okay? Some plant-based foods do have iron. You know, we're talking green leafy vegetables like spinach, okay? We're talking about like legumes and things like that. But the thing is, you don't actually absorb these as well as you do from the animal-based sources. And because of that, you have to consider how can you boost that absorption? And it's freaking simple. Add in some vitamin C, okay? Add in some vitamin C to your meal, you'll boost up that absorption, even though the absorption is lackluster at best anyway. Even for animal-based sources, it's lackluster compared to some other nutrients. You'll increase that absorption at least. So you can at least have some more benefit even if you're on a vegan or vegetarian diet. But keep in mind, you might have to get onto a supplement, especially if you're predisposed to iron deficiency, such as if you're a vegan or vegetarian female of menstruating age. Consider that. And then the final one is supplement with vitamin D. Okay, most people will potentially be deficient in vitamin D. So go to your GP, go to your doctor, go to whoever in whatever country you're listening to this from, whoever the person is that tests your blood there. Go there and check your vitamin D levels. Make sure that they're good, okay? I mean, check some of the others as well. You know, obviously, check B12, check your iron levels, all that stuff. But make sure you're checking your, your vitamin D levels because it's really important for health. And we, even if you're not following a vegan and vegetarian diet, you are predisposed to having low levels, let alone if you're on a vegan and vegetarian diet. So check your vitamin D levels, see if you need supplementation because that's gonna be the best way to get it from because foods are not plentiful in it and it's not the best way to get it from, funny enough. So yeah, that's something to consider. And then I said finally for vitamin D, but no, we have to still talk about calcium. Calcium is very, very important that you consider. You do not wanna go on a vegan or vegetarian diet and not consider your future bone health. You have to consume calcium in adequate amounts. So how do you do this on a vegan or vegetarian diet? Well, obviously if you're on a vegetarian diet and you're happy to have dairy, there you go, you got dairy. But if you're on a vegan diet, what do you do? Well, it's simple. Go get soy milk or almond milk or oat milk or any of those others, but I do recommend soy because it's still got the protein base to it, whereas almond milk and that doesn't. But if you want almond milk, that's fine as well. Turn around, look at the nutrition label. Per 100 milliliters, there has to be 120 milligrams of calcium. If you can get that and consume that on an adequate basis, and this can be extrapolated to other foods that are fortified with, with calcium as well, wherever it's other, you know, yogurts and things like that or other other foods that you're consuming tofu is another great source of calcium as well so consider tofu in your diet if you're vegan then check the label see that your your alternative milk has calcium to where the alternative option has calcium fortified with it so you can make sure you're still meeting your calcium needs because if you're not doing that you're compromising your health compromising your bone health compromising future longevity and you're just not doing the, the nutrition right. 
you'll be a classic example of the people I'm talking about when I say you can't just go vegan and not consider the other factors. You have to have a balanced approach to it. Yes, vegan can be healthy, but you have to be balanced. Otherwise, it won't be healthy, no matter how many plants you consume. So consider that. Get enough calcium in, in your diet. Talk to your doctor if you have. Talk to your dietitian if you have one. Or send me a message and I'll help you with this. But yeah, hope you can understand now that you have to consider B12, omega-3s, zinc, vitamin D, and calcium. Okay, And obviously with the proteins I mentioned, complementary proteins are key. Make sure you're getting good balance. I mean, as of us, you can tell, most of the recommendations I gave today are more based on if you're vegan and not consuming any animal products at all. As you can see, when you consume eggs and dairy and things like that, you still get a benefit of some of these other nutrients. But especially if you're following a vegan diet, you want to consider these in total. But even on vegetarian diets, there are people that follow vegetarian diets in a poor fashion and that makes their health and their nutrition not quite up to par, okay? So consider those. I hope this has been helpful, okay? I hope the, the listener who requested this is listening to this going, yes, now I've got the information I need. But as always, if you need help with any of this, okay, if you need to ask me a question, if you need to talk to me about this, send me a message on Instagram, at the Climate Dietitian, okay? Easy to find. I'm always on there. Send me a question there and we'll talk. Otherwise, you can email me. www.theclimatedietitian.com.au. You'll be able to find my email there. Otherwise, it is just theclimatedietitian at gmail.com. Email me as well if, if that's how you prefer. Or leave a comment below here. And there is more information in the show notes, okay? If you do need that one-on-one coaching, that one-on-one help with your nutrition, I can provide that. So there's an application below in the, in the show notes. But just contact me if you need help, okay? If you've got any questions regarding this, I want to know what you've learned, okay? And likewise, you know, add it to your Insta story, okay? Share that you listen to this on your Insta story and tag me in there. I want to see that you guys are engaging, that you're enjoying what I'm presenting here, that you're learning from this. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing this for you, okay? I'm doing this so you can get the knowledge, the nutrition knowledge you need be more effective and reach that peak potential you're striving to achieve i hope you've enjoyed this episode i'll talk to you soon you have a great freaking day talk to you later bye thank you so much guys for checking out my podcast hope it brought you some great value today you can check me out on socials under the climate dietitian or on www.theclimatedietitian.com.au i've got some great stuff out there for you guys some free valuable content so yeah please check it out guys and yeah until next time thank you